Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. We are joined today by a very special guest, Mr. Matt Kibbe. Thank yeah. you so much for being Good here. Good to be here. Uh, and then, of course, Glenn and Stu, these guys. Are yeah, hold hats. hats. That old thing. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, what's the top story? Uh, the top story is the march of socialism. I mean, it is coming at us like a bag of bricks in, in a pace that is getting faster and faster and more and more breathtaking every day on what's being suggested. All right, Stu. I will build off of that a little bit, too, with, with socialism. And, and will it actually work in America? Will, will, will Americans embrace it? Matt, are you in agreement with them? I'm going to pull us back from the ledge because I just read yet another poll that shows that young people don't know what socialism is. And, yes. and when you dig a little bit deeper, they actually like free enterprise just like the rest of us. Yes. Mm. All right. A lot to get into there. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. American Financing is a company that I've been endorsing since about 2009 because before that, they tried for almost two years to get me to endorse them. And I'm like, yeah, you're a mortgage company. I think the housing market and the mortgage companies are going to implode soon. And they said, no, 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 we agree with you. We listen to you. We, we know. We agree. We don't do business that way. I said, call me after the crash. Well, they did, right after uh, the crash of 08. And they were fine, and their customers were fine, because they don't jam you into loans, because they're not trying to sell you something. What they're trying to do is find out what you want, and then they go out and find the loans that are right for you. And in fact, Stu is nuts. And he was like, so I want no down payment. In fact, I want the bank to pay me to take the money. And uh, so it totally sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, like, it's almost like he's playing audio. <laughs> yeah, right, you're right. And they said, uh, it, it, they actually went out and they looked for stuff and they were like, hey, you know, we feel comfortable with this. And he said, well, I, I found somebody who'll do that. His name is Vito. And uh, <laughs> And they say, well, then you should take that not from us. <laughs> as long as I make the payments on time, my legs, uh, <laughs> Your legs are good. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. They work for you, and they do what's right for you and for the rest of us, because we're all in this together, and uh, we can't have a bunch of people that are taking out crazy loans. <clears throat> anyway, it's uh, American Financing. The number is at the bottom of the screen. American Financing, 800-906-2440. All right, Glenn, socialism. Yeah, okay, so I, I wanted, I, I just want to take, because um, I'm happy that Matt is here, and he's like, oh, no, I've got happy news. Yeah, well, that's great. And <laughs> Sounds what like those, me, too. Yeah. <laughs> right, and what, those, right. and what those happy kids are going to say you know, no, I'm really for the free market as they're all lined up against the wall and shot because <laughs> the authoritarians have taken over. That's a different story. We have to wake up and see how fast this is coming. Let me just, this is from one day. Let me just go through some thoughts here. Here he is, uh, Beto, on third trimester abortion. And when you see this, know that the, the person asking the question said, I'm talking about a fully viable take it out with C-section or vaginally deliver, and it's perfectly fine, baby, nine months in. How do you feel? Here's what he said. Are you for or against third trimester abortions? So the, the question is about abortion and reproductive rights. And, and my answer to you is that that should be a decision that the woman makes. Okay, he trusts her. Why? Why? Are we going to trust mom at nine, too, when the kids are nine years old? Can mom just kill the baby? Okay, next one. Here is uh, uh, Jill Brand 
talking about gun manufacturers. Now listen to what she says about gun manufacturers. Gun manufacturers only care about gun sales. They oppose the common sense reform that can save lives. They want to oppose universal background checks because they want to sell an assault rifle to a teenager in a Walmart or to someone on the terror watch list or to someone who's gravely mentally ill with a violent background or to someone with a criminal conviction for a violent crime. They want to sell those weapons. That's why they oppose universal background checks. That's why they, they won't oppose something as simple as bump stocks or uh, banning assault rifles or large magazines. They want to sell those things, no matter what, to anybody. Okay, so here she is saying gun manufacturers will sell to anybody. They don't care. Mentally handicapped, terrorist, they don't care. Children. Evil, evil gun manufacturers. Evil gun manufacturers. I mean, this is crazy talk. That's uh, I could go into a lot of analogies, but I don't think I need to. Now... Here's uh, Cory Booker, the most sane of the three, but listen to what he says about term limits. I think we need to fix the Supreme Court. I think they stole the Supreme Court seat. Can we keep it at nine? Should we keep it at nine? I, I think I would like oh. to start exploring a lot of options, and we should have a national conversation. Term limits for Supreme Court justices might be one thing. They give every president the ability to choose three. Uh, okay. We have people holding on to those seats in ways that I don't think is necessarily healthy. So I want to figure Age out. limit? Uh, look, okay. I, I think we term limits might be a better Whatever. way of saying yeah. that. Spartacus, thank you. He, he's saying they stole a Supreme Court seat and he'd consider packing the court. Giving every president three. It's, it it's insanity. Insane. Last one. Senator, War, uh, Senator Warren. Here she is on um, a, a single-payer system. Uh, she, what she's describing is a system like the NHS in England where there is no private insurance. And Jake Tapper says, well, I mean, there might be a role for private insurance, right? Listen to what she says. The center is about making sure that every single person in this country gets the coverage they need and that it's at a price that they can afford. We start with our values. We'll get to the right place. So theoretically, though... There could be a, a role for private insurance companies could, under President or there Warren. Could be a, there could be a temporary role. Even Bernie's plan has a runway before it gets there. Um, because, it's a, look, it's a big and complex yeah. system. And so we've got to make sure so that we land this in a way that doesn't do... For the free market, a temporary. All of these people are talking about things that are so radical, no one would have listened to them eight years ago. No one, the Democrats would have said, okay, that's crazy talk. They're so radical. And there's no one talking about the sanctity of the free market, the sanctity of life, the, the truth about you told us Obamacare was going to be good. Then before Obama left, you said you had to get rid of, we had to get rid of Obamacare. We need something much more radical. We told you it wouldn't work. You didn't listen to us. Now you want the American people to listen that, you think you should have more control? Mm. Socialism is on the march. That's one day in America. You want to weigh in, Matt? So, the, you know, the radical um, extremes of the Democratic Party, you saw it with, with, with Bernie, and you, you see it with all of these, these sort of subgroups that crop up. 
in in politics today, they're mistaking those those sort of voices on the fringes as as where the base of the Democratic Party is. And I think they're in for a rude awakening. And I maybe I'm optimistic about this, and it assumes that there's an alternative vision that actually embraces freedom and and choice and all the things that made America awesome in the first place. Where is it coming from? But they have gone so far to that extreme, sort of appeasing this little group and that little group and this little group. Um, I think they're losing America. You're not so sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say, too, just to bring into the conversation, I, I do think, I mean, their mes- it's their messaging, right? They're, they're saying, you heard Elizabeth Warren, she said, well, I mean, every American deserves health care at a price that they can afford. And so they're speaking to these people who are saying, well, yeah, that's true. I should have all these things. Who, and they don't understand what it leads to. Who is articulating a clean vision for America that doesn't include more of the same crap. I mean, people know one thing. This is not working. This is not working. And so in the absence of somebody saying, you're damn right it's not working, and here's why, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to lay this path down and show a clear ramp to a future. Without, in an absence of that, that vacuum will have people going, you know what, this isn't working, and I, we got to try something, so let's try that. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, I mean, those are four people, the four top-tier Democratic presidential candidates, saying things that Hillary Clinton would not publicly support in 2016. No she wouldn't even have considered publicly advocating for those positions. Elizabeth Warren's health care plan is a plan that the Canadian Supreme Court ruled unconstitutional in 2005. That you cannot have, that, that private insurance is essentially outlawed. Um, well, all they have to do is pack the court. Yeah, yeah. I guess you just keep going. But I mean, we, we used to say like, we, we're not going to be Canada. We don't want to be Canada. We want to have their system. We're going beyond Canada, and this is one election. I mean, it is really scary. Don't, I don't think people understand how radical this is. This is all stuff Barack Obama called us conspiracy theorists yeah. about. So fast. Too. You know, it's fascinating. You go back and watch uh, AOC's very first video, the one that made her a rock star in that primary. And you have to get, I think it's like a five-minute video, you have to get four and a half minutes through it before she starts saying things that I disagree with. And I think there's, I think there's an important lesson here because when we talk about healthcare, um, you know, I'm a libertarian dork, so I'd throw up a spreadsheet and try to walk people through the numbers on why you can't mm-hmm. afford single payer. And Howard Schultz has tried to do that, right? It's like, we can't afford that. Um, what a progressive would do is tell a story about a mom who's trying to get her child the health care that she needs. And the irony is, we actually have the solution. There is this thing called market innovation that is going to make it easier and easier for people to get what they need, but the, but the government screwed it all up. But we, all, we always start with, the government can't afford this, and therefore we can't do it. And it sounds sort of like we don't like that mom finding health care for her child. Can I tell you, it's interesting to see the polls. I just showed them on my show. The polls of socialism, when you get down to women, much more favorable to socialism than men. Men are much more attuned to capitalism than women are. And I think it's because of that. I think it's because capitalism is pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And that is not 
a, a, a warm message when people are struggling. You can you can actually solve that by reversing just one amendment, uh, just the women vote thing. Uh, that makes right it all very easy. Oh, I'm sorry, right I didn't even notice. Um, no, I mean it is a uh, it's, it's it's a bizarre thing because it keeps it keeps going further and further. And the question, I guess, is whether this actually connects with people. I think um, you know us arguing this, saying, hey, "Well, we can't afford that," is basically saying, "Hey, there's this really great thing that you want, but you can't have it because of us." Right. We're telling you no. Right. They're telling you yes. But we're telling you no. I mean, this is you can't you wouldn't argue that way with your own child, right? You ha- you have to make sure you make that. And you've made this point a million times, Glenn, of, of of talking about the real effects on people, the way these stories develop, and and, and you you hook people in with somewhat of an emotional argument, and then you're able to to walk them through. They're much more accepting of the actual facts and figures. You know, I saw a documentary early, early this morning uh, from KOMO News in uh, Seattle, and it was called Seattle is Dying. And it was phenomenal to watch this on a local channel. It was a local documentary um, Mm. talking about how this city is not working anymore. It was talking to all of the store owners it was showing the problems with drugs and defecation and showing how the, the rise in crime is off the charts. Seattle was a beautiful, beautiful city um, that was a safe city. Now, far more dangerous than Chicago, far more dangerous than Washington, D.C. It's the second most dangerous city in America next to uh, San Francisco, far as robberies, burglaries, things like that. Stepping in poop. And stepping in poop. So, I mean, it's 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 and it's the socialist people. Yeah. They, they they showed a city council meeting where all these people were protesting and saying, "You have to do something about this." And the city council leader stood up and said, "Look, you call nine one one," and he smiled. And the lady just went nuts, and she said, "Are you kidding me? All of us have called nine one one, and the police say." We have to vote you out because you're stopping them from doing their job. So we're coming to you. And they don't see. I mean, I just think this anger is building and building. And it's building in very progressive cities and what's becoming a very progressive America. So we, we tap into that and we, we sort of share that anger and we're, we're, we're pretty good about raging against the stupidity of big government and, and Seattle's part of that. Um, what, what the left is good at is more aspirational because, because it's very emotions-based. We want everyone to have health care. And, and I think we need to, to, to learn a little bit from them about, about telling aspirational stories because there are cool things that communities do so and it's the opposite of socialism you have to watch this documentary because i I was struck by how many times they would show people living on the streets who were clearly unwell yeah and they would say this is compassion this is doing the right thing this is how we help our brothers on the street they were flipping it in the face of people showing That's not compassion. In the end, they showed the cities that were actually doing something that was working. All right, back in a minute. get back into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So, um, Matt, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Relief Factor. 
But we here at the Dallas studio are so thankful for Relief Factor because Glenn started taking it, and now that he's out of pain, he's he's actually tolerable. I, I tell you, thank you very much. So I was with Dennis Prager, and I was on his show, and he started Relief Factor, and I said to him, can I interrupt you for a second? And he looked at me like, I'm doing a commercial. <laughs> stupid. And I said, I have to tell you, I'm not being paid for this commercial at all because it's Dennis's money, so... Uh, I'm just telling you, I have used it, and I've used it for a year, and it has changed my life. It has changed my life. And if you are in pain, um, it, it can reduce, it can eliminate. It doesn't work in everybody. It's like 70% of the people who try it, it works. Try it. You got nothing to lose. Okay, you got $20 to lose. But <laughs> if, if it doesn't work, you're out the 20 bucks. If it does, you get your life back. So please, go to Relief Factor and try it for the quick start. It's $19.95, three weeks. Take it three times a day. If it doesn't work, stop taking it. You'll know within three weeks, but take it as directed. I did, and it works. I will say it too. We have no idea how uh, intolerable Sarah was before it. Yeah, really factor. She may have also been intolerable. I thought I was still intolerable. Okay. <laughs> but my pain's gone. Oh, there you go. I'm just still intolerable. Uh, Stu, I want to make sure that you have a chance to bring your top story to the table. Yeah, so a couple ways to look at the socialism thing. about Whether it's going to catch on across America. We know there's certain policies that get good poll numbers, but I think when you, di- you, you go a little d- deeper, Reason's gonna, done a good job with this polling over the years of like not just asking, do you like Medicare for all, but asking, do you like Medicare for all, and do you like it if it would give you, if it would cost $10 more a month for in your, of your health care and people bail on it like that quickly? So, I mean, you have to look at the whole cost and benefit of it. Um, but I thought this, in, this was an interesting tweet from Ocasio-Cortez. She, uh, she says, can someone break down the progressivism doesn't work in the Midwest thing? Ilan uh, Omar reps Minnesota. Rashida Tlaib reps Michigan. Um, yeah. The Green New Deal and Medicare for All are pulling his top issues in Iowa. The progressive message won in 2016 primaries. Uh, so what do we, these folks really mean? Well, <laughs> again, like, this is like a, a, the typical Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, like, fifth grade understanding of, <laughs> of this particular issue. Um, of course, she's talking about races that are not statewide races. They're district races. So um, I think Omar, if I want to remember, it's, one of them is a, is a uh, Democrat plus 33 district. Another one is a Democrat plus 26 district. Um, these are hardcore Democratic districts that you can't lose if you try to lose them. I mean, and you, Iowa is not, you know, the cornfields and, yeah. Yeah. you know, mom and pa kettle out there going, I'll tell you what, I love the Constitution. It, it, it's much more progressive in Iowa than anybody knows. And it's and it's balanced, too. Right. So like that state Republicans have to control of both Senate seats. I think they have they have the majority of, of the congressional seats, if I remember correctly. And those are. The, the, the seats that Democrats have been able to capture are very purple districts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the good news, I think, is if they try to do what they're seemingly doing, I mean, from the clips you played earlier, of running a hardcore socialist type of candidacy, they are going to have a lot of problems in a lot of areas. It seems all wonderful when you can win in Minnesota in a district where you're, you know, 33 points favored. But uh, you know, that's not going to work in, in a lot of these states. And, you know, is that going to work in Ohio? Is that going to work in... You know, in Florida, is that going to work? If Trump is, if the economy is poor, uh, and if Trump uh, uh, isn't more likable, it may be enough. Yeah, well, that kind of, you lead me to my, the second part of this, which is this uh, from Ted Koppel. Watch this clip. His perception Trump. that the establishment press is out to get him doesn't mean that great journalism is not being done. It is. 
But the notion that most of us look upon Donald Trump as being an absolute fiasco, he's not mistaken in that perception, and he's not mistaken when so many of the liberal media, for example, describe themselves as belonging to the resistance. What does that mean? That's not, that's not said by people who consider themselves reporters, objective reporters of facts. That's the kind of language that's used by people who genuinely believe, and I rather suspect with some justification, that Donald Trump is bad for the United States, and the better, you know, the sooner he's out of office, the better they will like it. Whether that happens by virtue of indictment, impeachment, or election, we'll see. So that's the that's the mask off, right? I mean, that is 100% true. We all know that that's true. Whether you like Trump or not, it's easy to detect this. And this is the issue with uh, this primary. They can go through this primary and get a real leftist as the nominee. And when it comes down to a one-on-one battle, as we saw in 2016, anything can happen. Uh, if Trump has an issue with the economy, if his polls go down, if something, you know, the Mueller report catches him and it is effective, whatever the thing might be, if it's one-on-one and you have him versus Kamala Harris, they'll just pick based on personalities with a binary choice mindset, and you might get Kamala Harris or Beto O'Rourke as president. That's a terrifying Because they will thing. moderate. When they get to the, yeah. they'll do what Ocasio-Cortez did. They'll do four minutes, and they'll stop at that four minutes before they get into the crazy stuff. Soon as they're, soon as they're in the real national race... Uh, and they need to, z- you know, zag back right. into the center. And the media will will guard them from yes. that. They will make sure that those things don't come back up. You know, and you said something earlier that that is pretty fundamental. That the data for incumbent presidents trying to win re-election, it's all about the economy, and it's about how people feel about the economy. It's not just the data. It's whether or not you think your your children have a better opportunity. Um, and you know, a lot of things can happen. But if 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 I were to advise Trump, which I haven't, but like do things that keep the economy growing. And, and there's, there's a lot of good news there, but there's a lot of bad news there. I, I personally think his, his protectionist stuff has very much suppressed a lot of the recovery that we would have seen from the tax cuts. And if I think he, that's if a problem. If he would unleash the economy from these, these tariffs, he, I think he could see another wave and surge of uh, economic growth that would ensure that he won. Matt, uh, I want you to, uh, I want to give you last word. Give us a daily dose of optimism. See, we don't get optimism very much on this program with uh, this guy over here. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Give us some, give us some optimism about uh, the State of the Union when it comes to socialism. I mean, I, I really think that young people are the most instinctually libertarian generation of my lifetime and perhaps since, since America was founded. We just have to give them that alternative, because right now they're sort of looking at, at the choices they have, particularly in politics, and saying, I don't fit in any of that. I live in an a la carte world where I am going to choose for myself what to do. If we give them that opportunity, I think that that is the generation that saves America. Mm. All right, back in a minute. That's there, but that is their rubble, too. They're the heroes. Matt, I understand that you are back with us tomorrow 
So we're super lucky. But tell everyone in the meantime where they can find you. So Kibbe on Liberty is our new long-form conversation, and we're, and we're trying to have mostly honest conversations with mostly interesting people. <laughs> and mostly. I'm, and I mean that on purpose because I want people to actually say things that may not be pleasing to the audience. And, and that's, that's the idea where we can sort of be honest and open, and, and there'll be plenty of libertarian stuff. But you can find it everywhere. You can find it, find it on Blaze TV. You can find it on YouTube. Download it on iTunes. It's both a video and a podcast. It's like the best of both worlds. Okay, so you heard where to get it wherever you get your podcasts, also Blaze TV. And don't forget, we also have overtime coming up. Uh, for those of you who have not already signed up, I just, you know, Glenn told me I should take the, the kind approach. Mm -hmm. You're just missing out. You're missing out on a lot of fun. You have no idea. The rules just completely go out the window when we get to overtime. So might I suggest, if I were to make, you know, a suggestion that you should probably take, it would be to go to blazetv.com right now, sign up, use promo code NEWS, and you will get uh, $10 off of your annual subscription. You can find us. You can find Matt Kibbe, you can find Mark Levin, you can find Steven Crowder, you can find, um, oh, there's this one guy, he's got white hair. Colonel Sanders. He, wait, no. Well, maybe. Yeah, it, it might is. be him. It may be yeah. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Recipes and stuff, is okay you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay, find him there. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. The boss is away, so now we can get this party started. Mm -hmm. uh, Stu, there was a study that came out, or a poll, that, what, three in five millennials say life is more stressful now than ever. Ever before. <laughs> well, this is ever. Are you asking me about this? I mean, this guy over here is the one saying he's got, they're going to save the world. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, the, the, the list was pretty interesting. The uh, top uh, stressful situations for millennials uh, washing dishes was on it. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, it, was a, it was an odd collection choosing what to wear, uh, job security. That, I mean, well, that, that one's is, a legitimate one, right? Is. Um, school loan payments is a legitimate one as well, although, uh, you know, that's, that whole system is a, is a whole, it's probably an entire episode on, of Kibbe on Liberty. Um, check engine light coming on. Um, that's, that, that's stressful. Yeah, that's no, stressful? it is. It is okay. stressful. Uh, credit card bills, again, yeah, some, you stressful. usually have some hand in those. Um, phone screen breaking is, uh, is legitimate. I mean, it I, is. I, you feel like you buy the, the protection little coating thing, and then it's got all bubbles in it. It drives you crazy for months, and then you break it anyway. Uh, job interviews, uh, paying bills, losing or misplacing keys, which is That's a, above. Because you're going in order yeah, like, from yeah, we're going 20 from, to right. top. So, like, job security behind losing your keys, <laughs> which is odd. Uh, for getting phone charger. Uh, again, a lot of these things have real technological solutions. Like they have things like losing misplacing keys. They have the little Bluetooth thing where you can yeah. get your the tiles. Those are really cool. Uh, for getting uh, your phone charger, I mean, you know, your credit card fraud. That one you should probably it, that one get life lock or something. Not not in like, it's it's out of place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of these random things <laughs> and then credit strange. card fraud. Yeah. Forgetting passwords. Again, they have the password, you know, like LastPass. So you can try just do that. You just get rid of it. Uh, phone battery dying. They have batteries. There's in cases. You don't need to worry about these things. Slow Wi-Fi uh, is number six. Arriving late mm. to work, number five. 
Losing your phone is number four. Again, find my iPhone is a feature available. Uh, oh my gosh, I use it all oh God, the it's time. A, it's amazing how much <laughs> I use those. Uh, commute traffic delays. Well, you're never going to get that one solved. You're screwed. Uh, then you've got arguing with your partner. And number one, losing wallet or credit card. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, some of these are legitimate issues. Um, I mean, I don't have as much optimism as Matt does uh, on, on particular I've lost all of my optimism. <laughs> We've just completely <laughs> changed, wow, changed Matt's mind. It's, it's over. It may have been on a, a soft foundation there yeah. if that turned you around that fast. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's interesting. I, I, I you know, look, I, obviously, millennials kind of get a, a, a little bit of a beating, and sometimes unfairly. I mean, you know, just like every generation, when you're young, you pretty much suck, and then you get a little older and you kind of learn how to live. Uh, certainly, that's been, I think, the case uh, since the beginning of time, your, your worries get a little bit more serious as you uh, grow older. Uh, but, I, you know, I have so much optimism in what Matt was talking about earlier when it comes to uh, there's a real argument to be made to millennials who are seeing, unlike I think any other generation, how quickly the free market can solve these problems for you. I mean, I just went through a bunch of them and described, you know, uh, that these things were created because people kept losing their keys. So they came up with a a system to be able to find them. Um, You know, things like, you know, Uber and uh, and, and even to eBay and all of these things. Yeah, but you're talking about people who are tweeting that capitalism sucks from their iPhones. I know. And that's the thing you're talking about breaking down, right? I mean... But the whole list was, I mean, like half the list was about this thing. And this this is like their, this is their heart and their soul and their Mm -hmm. brain. Mm Where would that Um, come from? But (laughs) let me me try to spin this. And, you know, I question these sorts of polls because, you know, perhaps there was no context that, you know, we could be talking about mass murder or I lost my keys. But (laughs) but I do think one of the successes of capitalism is that this is the list of things that stress them out. Mm -hmm. And these these are the beautiful things that that wealthy, successful. I'm not worried about eating. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about whether or not my children will get to eat. I get to worry about this this stuff that really doesn't matter that much. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what's going on here. Like like, uh, but I think I think the, the 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 thing for us is we need to make sure that they understand that this doesn't happen. This doesn't just happen. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't happen in North Korea. Light bulbs don't happen in North Korea, and and we should celebrate the the beauty of innovation in markets, but remind people just how dark it gets when they go away. No, yes. no pun intended. I mean, you really look at that. Every app on one of these phones is a, is a miracle of capitalism in one way or the other. And it makes every younger person's life a lot better, or at least they get to choose something that they like to do. And that, it's just, it doesn't seem like that message is seen as a positive of capitalism. Like you say to them, okay, here, here's a, an amazing app. Like you can get a ride to go wherever you need to go. Some random person is going to come pick you up in a car. You're going to watch the little GPS. You're going to get in. I mean, just, I mean, not 10 years ago, that was completely, imp- like no one would think it was even a, 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 a legitimate thought. I mean, if you've ever heard the, the founders, um, there's episodes of how I built that about uh, both Lyft and Uber. Um, and the big thing when they started was who's going to trust just getting into some random person's car? It wasn't something that anyone considered as a real possibility. And so you have all these things uh, and then when it comes to, okay, well, here's a really important one, healthcare. Who do you want to handle it? The same people? No. God, no. No, it's got to go to the government. No, no, no. It's got to be, we need Medicare for all. 
And like, it's just, it's hard for me to understand how the, for some reason, the, the connective tissue is just missing. And if we could find the magic formula that would say, hey, all the things you like about your life are for the free market. All the things you dislike about your life are from the government. Stop turning important things over to them and everything's going to be fine. I do think it is, there is a point to be made of what you're saying, Matt, is that, you know, if you look at, let's say, that list that, okay, now we see what is, what hurts them how they feel pain, right? So, and mm-hmm. I mean, like it or not, you can hone into, okay, we need to find effective messaging that strikes where they're hurting, whether or not we think that that's a legitimate perspective. Mm-hmm. At least we know, okay, these are the things that, you know, stress them out. So let's let's adjust our, me- our messaging to target <laughs> that. And then maybe that elicits the response. Yeah, so like, I think I think in their mind there's a fundamental difference between capitalism, the, the C word, and I don't I don't like using the C word because I think it, it carries a lot of baggage that perhaps doesn't um, say what we're trying to say. Yes. And to go back to the iPhone and, and think about think about Steve Jobs and and by all accounts he was a total jerk, but he was also obsessed with the idea that people wanted this, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a single person in the universe that wanted this right. because they didn't know to want it. And it wasn't until an entrepreneur sort of went through this heroic effort through the free market capitalist system to create something that people suddenly not only discovered they wanted, but now it's, now it's, their, it's their life. Um, maybe we have to tell that story about how, how it is that, that free people could, could solve healthcare problems that we all have. And, and they don't know that there's an alternative. They know that there's a politician promise, promising Medicare for all. And if that's the only way I'm going to get health care, I guess, I guess I'm going Medicare for all. But, but there's this cool other story that we have to tell. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, these are important things. And, and you'd think you'd want the same people handling them that make all your other life. life just, like, for example, and because they don't, they don't make, it's not necessarily making moral judgments. Capitalism, it doesn't care if your problem is dumb. Like, if it's not finding your keys, they're still going to solve it. Like, I have a, like I have the, you ever have a, a little plastic bag, those little Ziploc bags, and you ever have to put something into the Ziploc bag that you can't use, like, use your hand? You have to pour it in? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You can't hold the stupid bag open, then it closes as you're pouring in? On Amazon right now, they have these little stands, and the stands have little clips at the top, and they hold your bag open. <laughs> so if you have to pour something in, it actually makes pouring something into a Ziploc bag easy. And that solved number 21 on the <laughs> It list. was number 21, yeah. That was my yeah. vote, uh, but apparently I didn't get in there. That reminds me of uh, one of my favorite products that you recommended. Yes. The, the LED toilet bowl oh, light. <laughs> the toilet bowl light is amazing. You don't have to turn your light on when you get up in the middle of the night. You sensor. walk towards it, just light up a nice little, you know, usually like blue, green, like it rotates through the LED colors. It's incredible. It's like $8. Uh, and it's changed my life. <laughs> Number 22 on the list. So, so, so markets work as well. Exactly, yes. I mean, it's a party in your bathroom yeah. in the middle of the night. So. Uh, all right. Today's The Blaze Why comment. Remember, you can be tweeting us your questions and comments using the hashtag The Blaze Why. Comes from Kitty Biscuits. Uh, so Kitty Biscuits said, forget for a second, talking about Beto that he ordered his custard with a meal. What's with the pickle on the bun? This guy is a lunatic. And I was like, what is he talking about? Oh my gosh, he's right. There is a pickle on the top of his burger bun. Who 
is this guy? Well, wait a minute. Are you, why are you assuming he put it there? Is that how the restaurant does it? Well, wouldn't you want to say uh, no pickle on the top of my sandwich because I'm, I'm not a crazy person? Definitely That's... disqualifying. I mean, it, it's over. <laughs> it wasn't the past DUIs yeah. or hit and run no. or the socialistic tendencies. Or the creepy, the uh, the creepy uh, stories. He's winning me over with the cheese fries, though. Honestly, any <laughs> politician that could offer me cheese fries, I would vote for. I mean, but pickle on the bun. I can't get over it. At no, least he's not eating pizza with a fork. Because that, that would be a whole... What about steak with, with ketchup? One. Well... Are you fine with that? I'm not fine with that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then today's poll. Are you concerned with big tech censoring conservative voices as we approach the 2020 election? Let us know. At The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. I would imagine you guys are a little bit concerned about that. I trust everyone to do anything that they want to do. do it you? will never affect me. Everything's fine. I, I've tried to unplug, but I, I just feel like the machine has me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wire coming out yeah, of the back of your head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.